Those are kind words from Brother Kenny after he tried to assassinate me with jalapeno poppers. <laughs> they were a blessing, though. I appreciate your hospitality this week. I've gotten a blessing from the service, and it's a good place to be on a Tuesday night. And I appreciate your all's attentiveness. I will try to keep it brief, try to whittle it down to about 45 minutes. But uh, <laughs> the Lord's good, and we've, heard, we've seen a little bit about His power how he's blessed folks uh, over in India, blessed folks on our continent, and uh, saving souls around the world, and he's a good God. And uh, let's, let's turn over to uh, Matthew chapter 28. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 28, got a very original text, very original outline involving God's power, uh, power to pray, power to give, power to go. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, we've heard, heard about God's power, and, uh, but there are some lessons you need to learn before you see God's power. Matthew 28 and verse uh, 18, this is, of course, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And throughout Jesus Christ's ministry, he's given his disciples some lessons. And uh, the Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Let's go to Lord in prayer once more. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for all the, the power that we've seen exhibited through the lives of missionaries and missions around the world, and we pray that you just stir us up, stir our hearts, Lord, to do what we can for you, uh, where we're at with whom you have for us, Lord, to go where you want us to go, do what you want us to do. Pray that you'd strengthen us for the battles ahead. And uh, we thank you for this church and pray that you'd uh, strengthen Pastor Kenny and, and Brother Legault and just help them in the battles ahead and all the other brothers here and sisters trying to serve you. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Now in our text, the word uh, teach is used twice. And uh, we all need lessons and instructions in our life, and that doesn't stop after you have gone to the mission field. It doesn't stop after you become a pastor. It doesn't stop after you've been in church a while. You need to keep on having those lessons and those instructions through, through the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just because you've reached a particular place in your life doesn't mean you need to stop learning. I wouldn't always trust a, a, a mechanic, brother. I wouldn't trust a mechanic who's finished trade school. He's finished trade school, and he says, I'm not going to learn anymore. I'm just going to advise people what to do. And he spends 20 years, 30 years just telling people what to do. I wouldn't trust a guy like that who hasn't been practicing with his hands and working with his hands. I wouldn't trust a surgeon to operate on me. He's gone to medical school, and, and then he sits back and says, I'm not going to do any, any surgeon work. I'm just going to advise and tell people what to do. Uh, you're, you're, you've been called to work with your hands and work with your heart, work with your mind, walk with the Lord. Uh, a doctor that is working is called a, a practicing physician. He has a practice. The Lord wants us to practice what we've been given. There's a doctor, and uh, he, he call, calls the, the, the man in there, and he says, I've got some bad news, and I've got some worse news. And the man says, you know, I'll, I'll take the bad news first, and then, you know, work into the worse news. What's the bad news? And the doctor says, well, your tests came back, and you only have 24 hours to live. And the man says, what, what news could be worse than that? And he says, well, I tried to get a hold of you yesterday, but <laughs> just, just got to check your voicemail. But uh, that, that's a practicing physician, a man with experience. 
And uh, the Lord uh, is preparing his disciples. He says, you're going to go out, you're going to serve me, you're going to do something for me, but I, I've had to teach you some things, and then you're going to teach others also. There are a few things in, in God's word that he has <clears throat> taught his disciples. And, uh, and just a simple, a simple outline about praying, <clears throat> power to pray, pray, power to give, power to go. And uh, within each of those points is, uh, is the right attitude. You've probably heard that, uh, <clears throat> that alliteration of, of joy. Uh, in your life, if you want to have joy, you need to do the things, uh, concentrate on pleasing Jesus Christ first, the J, and then others, working for others, and then yourself last. And that will give you joy. Now, the world has that backwards. <clears throat> well, I can't even say backwards because they, they don't, Jesus isn't on their list at all. Uh, it's just yourself and maybe others. So you have just, yo, that's it. <laughs> and you talk to people on the street, and uh, that's about as far as you get with them. You try to talk to them about Jesus Christ and deal with them regarding righteousness and sin and judgment, and uh, that's all you get out of them, just, just nothingness. And uh, try to concentrate on the things of God. And you say, you can have joy in your life. You can have peace in your life. You can have Jesus Christ, eternal life. You can have assurance in that. And uh, oftentimes, it's just they don't have any context. They don't have Jesus in their life. And so for, for each of us, we need to concentrate on the things of God, Jesus, uh, and then others and yourself. Today, I was at Costco. Costco. Uh, everything's in bulk, and, uh, and that just shows you the prosperity that the Lord has given our country. Just uh, everything's in bulk. But, uh, of course, they put out the, the Christmas stuff. They probably had that out after, after uh, Halloween, uh, but uh, get, getting out the Christmas stuff. <clears throat> and uh, you go there, and, and everywhere you see, you see lights, you see Christmas trees, you see ornaments, you see uh, toys, you see decorations, you see uh, nutcrackers that are probably six feet tall. And, uh, and then you see, you maybe, you might see a nativity scene, and Jesus Christ is in there, just the tiniest little thing in there, Jesus Christ. And uh, people are not thinking about Jesus Christ. You know, this is the one time a year they might just consider him, uh, just for the very briefest minute. But in our lives, we need to have that joy, Jesus, others, and yourself. And the first lesson is, is the lesson of praying. Jesus taught his disciples in the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 1, uh, Luke 11, 1, Jesus is teaching his disciples about, about prayer, giving them lessons about, uh, about prayer. And that was a des desire of his disciples. They saw John, they saw uh, John the Baptist teaching his disciples. <clears throat> They're following Jesus and, and just conversing with him is, is, was praying. But uh, they had that desire in their heart. They said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. In uh, verse 1, and, and we, of course, know the disciples' prayer, uh, the, the prayer that the Lord told them, when, we, when, we, when ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. And it goes on in there, we won't read the whole, the, the whole prayer, but it's uh, praying to God first. And uh, these, these prayers are pray, uh, prayers of praise to God regarding his holiness, hallowed be thy name. And uh, that's a reminder to us about the holiness of God, the praise of God. And uh, so the lesson that the Lord gave his, his disciples was praying to God for, for his praise and for his glory. Uh, then for requests that when you give us this day, our daily bread, the requests that you need in your life, the daily things that will help you to honor and glorify the Lord, provide for your family, and so on. And then there's uh, the prayer of, uh, of fellowship, too, and, and that's walking with the Lord. It says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
And that's walking with the Lord in our lives. So the lesson of praying was praying to God first, uh, then praying for others. Uh, we won't turn to it, but uh, when the Lord Jesus Christ prayed in John chapter 17, um, he's going through there, he's talking with the Lord, conversing with the Lord, uh, with God. And uh, he's praying for his disciples very often in that prayer. He's praying for their, for, the, for their needs, for their strength in the battles ahead. And uh, we need to pray for folks, for their salvation, uh, for their needs, and also for, for that the Lord would strengthen them. In the book of Matthew, chapter 26, Matthew 26, uh, we see at the death of Jesus Christ at the garden, his disciples are with him. Another lesson is uh, we need to pray in spite of ourselves. We need to pray to God. We need to pray for others. And we need to pray in spite of ourselves. There's a lot of weariness in our lives, a lot of weakness, a lot of infirmity. We don't know how to, how to pray it as we ought. But uh, here in this passage, we see uh, in Matthew 26, verse 40, it says, He cometh unto the disciples and find them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not in temptation. A spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And uh, he returns to them and finds them weary again. The Bible says in a, in a parallel passage, When he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, neither wist they what to answer him. When you're weary in your life, you don't know how to pray. Uh, you don't even know how to answer the Lord in your life. So weary with uh, the things of the world. We need to pray in spite of our weariness. Uh, we need to pray in spite of our fears. There's another passage where the, uh, the disciples on a ship, and it says uh, they found Jesus asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Uh, that's quite a prayer. Don't you care, Lord? That I, there's a song about that. Does Jesus care? And the, the, the answer is, of course he cares. Yes, he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. And uh, his answer was, why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? We need to pray that the Lord would increase our faith and increase our strength, that we can walk with him and pray with him at the time when he, he needs us to the most. We need to pray in spite of our desires as well. It says, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ here, it says in uh, Matthew 26, 42, And he went again the second time and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Lord Jesus Christ knew how to submit his will to the Father. And uh, we need to learn these lessons of praying. And the lessons are pray to God for his honor and glory. Uh, pray to him for the requests that we need the most and we want an answer for. And, uh, and pray for others. Pray for their salvation, for their strength, and also to put down our own flesh when we pray. Put down our, our weariness and our weakness and our lack of faith. And uh, we'll see the power of prayer after we see his lessons on prayer. And after that, at Lord Jesus Christ rose from the, get, the, the dead. Uh, disciples were sent off. Uh, they went out and they, having learned these lessons on prayer, they were able to, to commune with him. And we see the results in the book of Acts. Uh, what happened after they learned those lessons and the power of prayer. Another thing is the lesson of giving. In uh, the book of Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1, this verse tells us, Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. 
Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that ye may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. So the lesson on giving is, is to uh, uh, don't do it to be seen of men. Give to God first. And giving to God uh, doesn't involve man's out, uh, his input. If you remember, uh, one disciple had an input about how the money should be spent, and that was Judas. He said, uh, this money should have, been, uh, should have been sold and given to the poor. And uh, John reveals the reason why he said that, because he was a thief. He kept the bag, and he knew he, he wanted that money that was in there. Our lesson shouldn't be with man's input to the neglect of God. Uh, should be without man's knowledge and without man's reward. Our passage said that, uh, that those who do their giving before men have their reward. Their, their reward is there already. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23 says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our giving. Our giving is, is for God. And uh, with God's input, with His knowledge, and with His reward. There's also a giving of, uh, uh, to the people as well. In Mark chapter 6 and verse 31, Mark chapter 6 and verse 31, there were some things that the Lord Jesus Christ gave to the people. And uh, this isn't speaking of financial things, this is talking about the things that they had to give. You know, the disciples didn't have money. Peter asked, what, what should we do? Uh, you know, they asked us, do we pay taxes or no? The Lord Jesus Christ uh, had him find a coin in the fish's mouth. And uh, they didn't have a lot of money just lying around there, but they gave what they had. In the book of Mark, chapter 6, and verse 31, it says, uh, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship, Privately, And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and out went them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. This is Jesus giving his disciples a lesson on giving, and they gave to the people out of compassion. And uh, what, what he had, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, what he had, he gave. And this was a time in which uh, Christ should have been comforted himself because John the Baptist was just killed in the preceding verses. And Jesus heard about John the Baptist's death and uh, what that meant. That had implications. Uh, Jesus begins to, instead of teaching on the kingdom of heaven, begins teaching on the kingdom of God. And he, uh, he realizes that he must go to Jerusalem, must suffer things of the, of the, the priests and be killed and, and rise again. Uh, he knew that the people had rejected John, and so that had many implications, but instead of dwelling on that, instead of getting discouraged by that, he shows compassion to the people. And what Jesus had, he, he gave to the people. He had time. He had compassion. And uh, he's teaching his disciples in verse 37. Uh, you know, the disciples wonder what to do. He said, send them away. Send the people away. Uh, what they were thinking about was the, the fact that people were crowding them. And uh, people will get you down. People will wear you out. People will wear you out in the ministry. You'll, you'll have people coming up all the time, and you'll just want to get away sometimes. 
But the Lord Jesus Christ gives us a lesson. He says, instead of sending them away, he says, they need not depart. Let them stay here at the feet of Jesus Christ. And he says, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, of course, doubting, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread? Uh, just that would be nothing for them to eat. And the Lord Jesus Christ gives them bread. You know, money doesn't always help people. Uh, money is just the easiest uh, currency that, that we can count in. But the money wouldn't have done them any good. They couldn't eat the money in the wilderness. They needed bread. And the Lord Jesus Christ says, give ye them to eat. There's an interesting, uh, you have cross-references. That's two verses that, that uh, explain each other and describe each other, help you understand a passage. Uh, but there's also uh, things where three verses all line up and help explain each other as well. And uh, there's, there's one passage in, in Exodus where it says that uh, the, the children of Israel, the elders, they bowed their head and worshiped because God had visited his people. And uh, in the book of Ruth, uh, Naomi heard that God visited his people by giving them bread. And then um, Jesus Christ, uh, at his birth, they said that, uh, that the Lord had, had visited his people by giving them redemption. So all those three verses show you that God visited his people. He visited his people by giving bread. And uh, Jesus Christ is the bread of life. So Jesus Christ uh, gave himself uh, there uh, for us on the cross. And this is just, just an example of him uh, giving of himself through his compassion, giving uh, what he'll later lay down his life. So the Lord Jesus Christ gave his time, he gave bread, and he gave care to the people. 1 Peter 3.8 says, finally, <clears throat> be all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Jesus Christ giving a lesson of giving, giving to God first, giving to others and then giving of yourself. Not to yourself, but giving of yourself. book of Philippians chapter 2, Philippians 2, 5, tells us about Jesus Christ and His, his humility, laying down His life uh, for others. You know these verses. It says, Philippians 2, 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, and took upon Him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This is the Lord Jesus Christ giving of himself, making himself of no reputation, and uh, <clears throat> becoming obedient to the death of the cross. Uh, you need to give of the things that you have. The disciple Peter, he said in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, he says, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. You need to give what you have, what the Lord is telling you to give. You need to give the things that you maybe want in your life, the things that you're holding on to, the things that you're keeping back from the Lord. Those are the exact things that He wants you to give up for Him. There are things you have to give up by being a missionary, but the Lord will give you, if you submit your will to Him, He'll give you the desire to get rid of those things. And uh, those things, that they won't be as important to you as you thought they were. So I don't know what you, you may be holding on to, but you need to give of yourself. Uh, give the things that you're holding on to, the things that are getting between you and the Lord, so that you can sing that hymn, Nothing Between My Soul and the Savior. In the book of Matthew, chapter 26, and verse 52, this is, of course, we mentioned uh, some of those things on Sunday about Peter taking up his sword. And the, the Lord says to him, uh, Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. The sword is something that Peter thought that he needed. 
uh, earlier on, the Lord told them to get a sword, buy a sword. And uh, Peter was still holding on to that thing, thinking that's what he needed to redeem and, and save and fight and battle. Uh, but the Lord, he, he says, put up again thy sword in his place. Peter needed to listen to the Lord and watch and pray with him in the garden. So he would have known that he did not have to take the sword at that time. There may be things that we think we need to do for the Lord. We need to get our, get our sword and fight for him. Uh, but he'll, you need to walk with him so you know when to put it away, uh, when to hold on to it, and when to, when to not use it. So that's a lesson of, of giving, giving to God, giving to the people, and, uh, and giving, to, giving of yourself first. And then there's the lesson of going. And in our text there, we, Jesus Christ said, Go ye therefore... And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And uh, the lesson of going is uh, going where God wants you to go. Uh, that's something that we cannot always explain. You talk to missionaries, talk to Brother uh, Montreal. Uh, you, you, we couldn't have predicted that's where the Lord would have us to go. Uh, I mean, you couldn't have said 20 years ago, I couldn't have said that the Lord wanted me in Ukraine. Uh, you just have to be open and willing to where the Lord wants you to go. Uh, here he says, go, go therefore and teach all nations. Uh, that all nations, it might be your own nation. It might be your own neighborhood. It might be your own backyard. Or it might be somewhere far away. It might be to a nation you don't want to go to, like, like Jonah. Uh, going to Nineveh was the last place he wanted to go. He was willing to run away from God and willing to do whatever it took to get away from, from God's presence. Uh, the Lord might be calling you to a place you don't want to go, but the Lord will give you the desire, and He'll show you over time that that's the, the only place you can go. So there's going for, for, the, for the sake of the Lord, and then going for the sake of others. Romans chapter 15, verse 2 says, "...let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification." For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. We need to go for the sake of others. And uh, as we saw in the presentation, we, we don't know who we're going to run into, who we're going to be able to encourage, who we're going to be able to strengthen, but the Lord will have us in a certain place at a certain time. And uh, that's going for the sake of others. And uh, going there is, is for the purposes of teaching them, teaching them the things that the Lord commanded us and seeing them saved and, and baptized, and then seeing them go out and teach others also. A brother mentioned that, that uh, there's just 1.4 billion people is not enough for one, one missionary, one pastor. You've got to train others who will be able to teach others also. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Uh, that's, that's going for the sake of others and... and uh, and ordaining folks to send them out to teach others. And then finally, there's going without your own strength. The Lord Jesus Christ tells his disciples here, he says, uh, do, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. You need to go without your own strength, uh, because it's God who leads us, it's God who strengthens us, and it's God who's with us. There's a song, and, and they say it's attributed uh, to, uh, to Indian. Uh, it was from India is what they say. And uh, the song is, I have decided to follow Jesus. And if you look in your hymn book, it says attributed to an Indian prince uh, as best they know. 
but uh, the, that song says, though none go with me, still I will follow. And uh, it repeats there about, I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, no turning back, no turning back. Uh, and if you study that, that, that area that it was supposed to have been written is in uh, northeast India, the area where persecution is going on now. And uh, so that song is a good reminder. I've decided to follow Jesus. It's not through your own strength. It's not for the sake of yourself. It's for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's for the sake of others, that others can, can be saved and can, can grow and, be, and teach others also. And it's going not in your own strength, but in the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in conclusion, uh, I hope you've learned the lessons that uh, the Lord has given us. The Lord gave his disciples lessons. And, uh, and whatever pleased the Lord, whether it was persecution, uh, whether, whether with Peter in prison, whether with James to be beheaded, uh, whatever glorified the Lord Jesus Christ in the lives of the apostles, he prepared them ahead of time. He gave them lessons before he sent them out, lessons on prayer, lessons on giving, and lessons on going. Some things in the, in the Gospels that prepared them to serve the Lord Jesus Christ after his resurrection. Uh, maybe tonight you need to get with the Lord in prayer. Maybe you need to, uh, to uh, learn the lessons of prayer and, and not just pray, but have consistency in your prayer life. Uh, not just at the altar, but tomorrow at work, tomorrow on your way home from work, tomorrow at the mission conference, just consistency in your prayer life. It takes endurance without a doubt, but the Lord wants consistency in your life, wants you to learn those lessons that the Lord Jesus Christ taught his disciples about prayer, about faith, about having your faith increased. And we need to pray for the right things, the things that please the Lord Jesus Christ and the things that are for the good of others, for their salvation. And then uh, finally, last things for ourselves. Uh, maybe it's the, the lesson of giving that you need to learn in your life. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's not a dollar amount, but maybe it's yourself. Maybe you need to give yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ so that when he comes and says, could you not watch with me one hour, uh, you'll be ready. You'll, you'll be prepared in your life to, to stay up, to watch, and be watchful, be, walk circumspectly in these last days. Uh, maybe it's something you're holding on to in your life, something you're keeping back from the Lord. I don't know what the situation might be, but maybe you need to learn that lesson of giving. And uh, maybe it might be a lesson of going. Maybe the Lord's calling you to the mission field. Maybe the Lord's calling you to your workplace to stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ and, and witness for Him. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, I know the Lord's coming back soon. It's exciting, but it should also stir us up to walk with Him closer and, uh, and witness to others. Maybe it's going to a place you don't want to go. Maybe it's witnessing to people you're afraid of, family members, friends, people who, who know you, who've known you. Uh, maybe the Lord is sending you to them, to witness to them. Maybe it's like Jonah, the Lord sending you to a place that you don't want to go. It might be a place with less money, less comfort, uh, less fellowship or friends. Uh, that, that video should stir us on. You see Christians with a burnt-out burnt church building, just nothing left in their lives, uh, nothing left, but they have in their heart that desire and that, that, uh, that passion to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe you're going, maybe you're on the right track, but you're trying to do everything in your own strength. Uh, the Lord said, uh, he, he said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And Peter in his life was an example of someone who tried to do things in his own strength, in his own understanding. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So I hope you've learned some lessons from this missions conference. I hope the Lord has blessed you. And again, we appreciate you all being a blessing to us as we're passing through. 
And uh, we appreciate, hope that you stand strong for the Lord Jesus Christ in these last days. Thank you, Pastor.